Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Percent bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing today? MTN. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra in Kumasi. We are on Love 99.5 FM affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Kekeli Radio in O, A1 Radio in Dreams FM in Bogatanga. We are on Radio Y in Wa, Ganga FM in Jirapa. We are on Twitter Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on MyJoyOnline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. This afternoon, government has 48 hours to avert a possible doom so as independent power producers say the only bait for a back down is payment what we expect to see is an alert on our account so uh, we cannot let uh, that engagement distract us we have an exclusive detail of the memo to its members to switch off the plants if government fails to pay at least 30% of the 1.7 billion dollars owed we'll also hear from the minority on the mines and energy committee if there is a need to escalate it to the level of parliamentary leadership with the speaker, that means that the finance minister may be summoned to the floor of parliament. Also, as the North MP-elect James Jachikwason submits to court President Okofado's controversial comment on the likelihood of him ending up in jail and declares he's ready to contest the seat as many times as possible. Break us apart. If they want to go 10 times by election, I'll win 10 times. I can assure you that. No, they're not in for money. They're in for real development. We have details as he insists the order that his case be heard on a day-to-day basis should be set aside. Also, 48 hours after the NPP lost their Sin North elections, the party's general secretary says sympathy for James Jachikwason and inadequate time to market its candidate accounted for the defeat. It was definitely popular too. In terms of reality, uh, in terms of what happened at Sin North, I'll concede that there was an element of sympathy that went to his way. And fix the roads before we call off the strike. Tanker drivers refuse to back down on the action in spite of a meeting with the roads and transport minister. This road has not been abandoned by government. We can resume work now until a proper work is being done on the road. I'll take your life to the area. We have sports. We'll focus on the under-23 Afcon ongoing in Morocco, where Ghana's Black Meteors could crash out if they fail to beat Guinea tomorrow. And we'll focus on Agenda 111, as government plans to expand training of health personnel infrastructure, and also uh, when completed, as it remains hopeful of commissioning all projects before end of its tenure. So there will be a time that medical students will also be trained in this place. Nurses will also get a place to be trained. All the health workers will get places where they will train our training facilities, and then we get more people training in these hospitals. 
That's and more in this package. I am MFA Apau, and this is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please stay on for details. Many thanks for your company. Let's start off from the energy front and government is hoping to secure a deal with the independent power producers to avert the shutdown of power plants by Saturday. In less than 48 hours, all nine power plants operated by the independent power producers will be shut down if government fails to pay 30% of your $1.73 billion owed to these power producers. Already, three of the IPPs have shut down operations. Information available to join news indicates that the government is currently holding a series of meetings with the IPPs to secure a deal with them. We'll get to hear from the chamber shortly, but ahead of these meetings, Joy News has intercepted a directive to all six individual members and my colleague James Aveji joins me in studio with details of that particular memo. What, is it, what does it say, James? So, MFR, the memo first saluted the members of the Chamber of IPPs for their uninfliction support, adding that it is determined to get a result at all course and so uh, what they are asking them to do that as they go into that meeting they need not accept anything from government except the 30 percent payment and we know that this memo has gone to as uh, soon as ugly it went to send power car uh, car axa mm-hmm. twin city energy as well as senate energy okay so that's uh, the memo uh, yes. that we are getting um, mm. from the ipps to uh, the independent power producers but we're yet to hear any response from them yet have we exactly okay. um, uh, we will get that response from the chamber who uh, uh, is spearheading that meeting for them and um, the president of the independent power producers association or chamber elikem afertog eliklim afertogbo says they will only keep their plans on if government pays them we have not received any offer from the government or we have not received any offer or we have not seen any action from ECG as well. So uh, we are constrained. We cannot uh, continue our operation. We know that individually you were supposed to meet government through the finance minister uh, at least by yesterday. Has that meeting happened? What came out of it? Uh, uh, that engagement is actually going on but we are focused what we expect to see is an elect on our account so uh, we cannot let uh, that engagement distract us we are focused what we are expecting is an alert on our account actually that's uh, Eli Klim there. Meanwhile, the minority on the Mines and Energy Committee in Parliament says they will not hesitate to hold the finance minister before Parliament if government fails to secure a deal with the IPP's John Jinapoy's ranking member. Yeah, the first point will be to call on the finance minister to attend before the committee. Uh, following that, if there is a need to escalate it to the level of parliamentary leadership with the speaker, that means that the finance minister may be summoned to the floor of Parliament. But from where we operate... It's obvious that something urgent ought to be done. Hmm. We are in a very, very difficult, very precarious situation. And if nothing is done as a matter of urgency, we would face some massive blackout that we've never witnessed before. Meanwhile, the Member of Parliament for Anyaso Chum Dixon Adumakukisi urges government institutions that owe to settle their bills to rake up debt in the energy sector. And, what, I, what and I think that institutions that owe should pay, should pay up. And, and we need to run away from the insulation where 
you know, governmental institutions. And I always say this. Finance ministry, they cut them off. You know, institutions. Right? Yeah. Right? Uh, you know, it reminds me of the police station that uh, needs to be cut off. And because there was a point when, I think last you know, year or this yeah. year, the, the finance ministry. So I, I really think. That's the MP for Nyaso Chum Dixon Adumako Kisi. Break us apart. And if they want to go 10 times by election, I'll win 10 times. I can assure you that. That's the sound of um, MP-elect James Jachikwesing in the mood at the law court complex as some members of the opposition NDC welcomed him. The Assin North MP-elect shortly after declaring uh, that he's ready to contest the seat as many times as necessary as he insists no legal process will deny him his quest to bring development to his people. Despite recapturing his seat in Parliament, Mr. Kwesing still has a legal hurdle which potentially threatens his freedom to confront. Uh, well, his lawyers inform the court they want the trial to be put on hold as its earlier ruling directing a day-to-day hearing is unlawful. Legal Affairs Correspondent Joseph Akable uh, joins us on the phone with more. Uh, so Joseph, we know recent comments made by President Akufado at Asin North has been attached to court documents. Tell us more. Hello, Joseph. Hello, my friend. Yes, I'm, I'm asking about uh, this particular comment made by President Akufado coming up in court today. And so it's been attached to the court documents that have been filed as the lawyers of Mr. Kwesin were supposed to move the application for the court to halt its proceedings in which they would have made reference to those documents and actually urge the court for an opportunity to play them. But all of that did not happen because uh, the court did indicate that it has not even received a full complement of the documents from the registry. And so the AG's office have also indicated that they are opposed to that particular application. So the court adjourned proceedings to July 4 to afford all parties the opportunity to receive the full complement of the necessary documents, after which the legal arguments will take place on that day to decide whether the trial at the High Court should be put on hold or not. Well, Joseph, uh, before we go on, let's listen to the President making that comment. I hear he said even if he's in prison, we'll vote for him. Hey, but if we are going to vote for someone who is going to prison, what benefit will we get? Don't we want someone who can sit with me and decide on how to develop the area? So let's talk about the resolution particularly on this, Joseph. As far as the NDC is concerned, this particular comment and other comments made by the Attorney General, which they had provided to the court previously, show a certain pattern, a trend that the matter is being handled in a manner to ensure the one and only one conclusion will be reached that James Jatikwesi will be jailed. Asami Jempi, who is the party's communications officer, insists they will be making a strong case in court to ask that the court of appeals set aside this decision that the trial should be heard on a daily basis. That appeal is challenging the ruling by the trial courts for the matter to be heard on a daily basis, for cross-examination to be done on a daily basis. Um, lawyers for Honorable Kwesin have cited many clearing errors of laws, errors of law which were committed by the trial judge in that ruling and how these errors of law um, violates Honorable Kwesin's right to a fair trial. And so that appeal is pending in the Court of Appeal and uh, today we're hoping uh, that uh, lawyers uh, would have gotten the opportunity to move the application for stay of proceedings. But due to a few challenges, the affidavit 
uh, in opposition to that application, not being served on lawyers for honorable cuisine, and not being on the file of the trial judge. The matter has been adjourned to uh, Tuesday, the 4th of July. Well, Joseph, Mr. Kwesing himself has been speaking to you. What has he been saying? As far as he's concerned, he's determined to take his seat as a member of parliament and ensure that his people get development and that no matter the number of times that a by-election is organized, he's going to emerge victorious. Break us apart. And if they want to go ten times by-election, I'll win ten times. I can assure you that. No, they're not in for money. They're in for real development. They want their lives fixed. So, today all I can say again is I'm the first gentleman of Arsenal right now. Thank you. That's the MP elect for Aston North, James Jachukwesin. Well, 48 hours after he won the seat by over 17,000 votes, the governing NPP says sympathy may have played a role in his electoral victory. General Secretary of the NPP, Justin Frimpong Kodia, tells Joy News the party did not have enough time to market its candidate, Charles Opoku. Uh, this is someone who won the seat for us in 2020. And until the Court. Uh, made a pronouncement that he, he could not hold himself as a member of parliament. He was a member of parliament for the cause. So, so he was definitely popular. Two, in terms of reality, uh, in terms of what happened at Arsenal, I'll concede that there was an element of sympathy that went to his way. Several propaganda message from the NDC also a very typical uh, and I said not. As a party, remember, right after the Kumaoba elections, we didn't have enough time. Uh, we had to go quickly to have our primaries to elect our candidate. And yes, Charles Poku was elected within the shortest possible time. By the time also against uh, the lines, by the timelines that he had very short he couldn't get the time to market himself where he was. So it is true that, yes, we couldn't market while the time was very short. Well, that's the General Secretary of the MPP, Justin. We're going to um, shift voting in favor of Judge Grayson. It is also a palpable truism that the people of Asin North are the people who are descending and it's an area that is described as cosmopolitan, and they are able to read in between the lines. And so the arrogant display of vote buying was also, in my view, quite insulting to many of them. And they were going to teach those who displayed um, these tendencies of vote buying. Some- that's Professor Ransford Jampo. Meanwhile, the newly elected member of parliament for the Assin North constituency will have to wait for at least another day to be sworn in as MPY. My colleague, parliamentary affairs correspondent Kwekwa Sante, has more. So the expectation was that Mr. Kwesin would have been sworn in this morning. We know he's in court, but apart from that, what have we been able to pick up? MSR, the only thing standing between Dr. Kwesin and taking that oath to become a new MP is the Electoral Commission forwarding his um, as victory instrument to the Speaker of Parliament. That we understand as of this morning when the other papers were being prepared had not been made available. And that the expectation now is that by the end of the day, the Electoral Commission is going to forward to the Speaker of Parliament the instrument of election of Jati Kwesin 
which will enable the Speaker of Parliament to swear him in tomorrow. And so now the indication is that tomorrow, Jati Kuisin cannot take his seat again in the Chamber of Parliament. And it appears that the minority side are still in a jubilant mood. Tell us the mood in the House. Indeed, if you come to the minority side, almost all of them are clad in white. They are wearing white dresses. And I've been asking some of them why they are doing so. They say that they're excited that justice has finally prevailed and Jati Kuisin is coming back. Some MPs actually accompanied him to, to, to court today and they are, they are expected to return. But most NDC MPs who have come to the floor today are wearing white in celebration of that victory last Tuesday. And away from that celebration, though, top of the agenda today, we are told, is the anti-gay bill. Tell us more. Indeed, that is on the other paper now. We do not know if that will come off yet. I haven't seen the committee chairman, and the ranking member on the floor today. But the speaker's directive from last week was clear that by the end of this week, something should have been done on the bill in terms of the second consideration. So we are waiting. I've also seen Finance Minister Kedo Poyata just walking to the floor. He does not have questions standing in his name today. But last week, the speaker directed that he comes to parliament together with the Western Housing Minister to brief MPs on the flooding situation in Accra and how they are going to stop that. And so he has come in. The Western Housing Minister has yet to arrive. And so we expect that if business is going to proceed, they are going to provide that brief that the speaker directed them to do so. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent, Kweku Asante. Let's leave the confines of Parliament and get ourselves dirty on the road of Tema because the striking tanker drivers have refused to return to work unless the awful roads leading to their depots are repaired despite the Minister of Roads and Transportation's plea. The truckers went on strike on Monday, suspending deliveries and threatening the businesses of over 4,000 outlets with some already reporting shortages. Kwesi Amuakwata, Minister of roads and highways visited with the drivers earlier in Tema, accompanied by the transport minister Kweku Furisiyama, to promise them that the roads will be their priority and to urge them to resume work. Contractano is on site, except say, say because he slow na enko senior mo. There's a contractor on site. The only challenge is that he is slow. But I want to assure you that the road has not been abandoned by government. We will ensure that it is fixed. So, this road has not been abandoned. We'll meet again and this time invite the contractor so he will tell us when to complete the work. I admit the road is terrible and we will fix it. But on behalf of government and on your own behalf, I plead with you to exercise patience. We will fix it. Surprisingly, the tanker drivers' union say they will not heed that plea. They've ignored the minister totally. Yes, Sunday, Alabi's vice president. Okay, those are just wet. You want to see action on the ground. So we brought him to the, to the side, see exactly what is happening on the side. Then we'll see how best the, we can fix the road so that we go back to work. Because right now we want to see action on the road because we'll give them time to fix the road. We can't resume work now until a proper work is being done on the road. Fixing is about is the same as shipping. Shape it for us because we, you know, we talk about the safety aspect of it. The, the truck coupling the trailer, that's what we are scared of, that the truck may roll over. So we are talking about fixing it in a better shape for us. Finally, before we go, the minister mentioned that there's a contractor on this road. Is there a contractor on this road? There's no contractor on this road. We started the strike before they brought the machine three days ago to put on the road. 
Well, let's um, check in with our correspondent, Elvis Washington. He's been following this for us. You've been monitoring that particular meeting. It's surprising that the union um, will not heed the plea of the ministers. Yes, sure. I mean, the, the union is actually not happy with um, the minister because for them, they are saying that until they see a visible action where there are graders, there are some contractors on the road working, they are not going to return to work. But as we speak, the tour has actually um, come to an end, and then they are locked up, the minister and then the driver's union are actually locked up in a meeting at the um, office of the driver's union here in Tema. And during the tour of the road, the minister indicated that he is going to immediately set up an ad hoc technical committee which will be made up of the drivers union and some engineers from his ministry and show that we sit together and then monitor the progress of the road. According to the minister, the road needs urgent attention. He admitted after touring the road that indeed the drivers have a very genuine case and that his ministry will ensure that their demands are met almost well, uh, that's Elvis Washington. It appears it's not just the roads that are bad. The network is also bad there. But we'll be connecting with Elvis Washington later. And this is the Midday News here on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra in Kumasi. We are on Love 99.5 FM affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on Twitter spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on myjournaline.com. And the Midday News is proudly sponsored by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows and government as 48 hours to avert a possible doom. So as IPP say, the only bait for a backdown is payment. We've been hearing from Asin North MP-elect James Jachikwison. We've been submitting to court President Akofado's controversial comment on the likelihood of him ending up in jail and declares he's ready to contest the seat as many times as necessary. When we return from the break, we have sports and then government to expand training of health personnel using Agenda 111 infrastructure when completed as it remains hopeful of commissioning all projects before end of its tenure. So there will be a time that medical students will also be trained in this place. Nurses will also get a place to be trained. All the health workers will get places where they will train our training facilities and then we get more people training in these hospitals. Notice that Ghana has suffered lack of attendance at stadia across the country in recent years? Well, the multimedia group wants to be part of the solution, which is why we're calling on you, our dear listener, to help us. Our sister station, Insura FM in Kumasi, has been on a nationwide campaign to identify factors influencing poor patronage of Ghana Premier League matches. This campaign has been widely discussed on traditional and social media since the beginning of the year. And after widespread stakeholder engagement, we have a list of questions in a survey that will help us come out with a communique based on science and data. And we need you to assist by completing this survey. The link to the survey is bit.ly forward slash fillgpl questionnaire. Once again, bit.ly forward slash fillgpl questionnaire. Please help Insura FM and the multimedia group complete the survey in order to have a scientific response to this national problem.
Thank you so much for choosing us. Let's do sports. Danny Cranting is here. Let's go straight into the stories. And Ghana's black meteors could crash out of the ongoing under-23 AFCON if they fail to beat Guinea in tomorrow's final group game. Morocco leads uh, Group A, while Ghana and Guinea are tied on three points each. But it's Ghana that needs a win to progress to the next round after humiliating 5-1 defeat to Morocco. So the calculators are out once again, and they have characterized Ghana's national teams at uh, all levels in recent times. But this was hardly the case back in the day as Ghana established herself as a powerhouse of football on the continent. So the question is, how did we get here? Former Hearts of Folk and Liberty Professionals head coach J.E. Sapong says the focus of Ghana football has now shifted from development to money-making. My former chairman, Nana Seteboa, of the Uyasses, was single-handedly handed them. Like even in recent time, the late Nanedu was also doing to that dwarfs. Nana Jumanbedu to Edwena. Some of them were not doing that for money, for, for monetary gains. For, it, it was a philanthropic measure to make the youngsters in town get jobs, to get something to eat. Now, it's not like that. You get a player, after dribbling one or two players, you, you see him in Morocco. After heading over the bar, you see him in Azerbaijan. So, so, the development, what is it now? We are not here to develop them. Look at Akakade. I'm using Akakade because that's where I have yeah, been. Yeah. From form one to form five, five years, you know, and players will be playing. I mean, they will come to school first year, second year they will continue, third year they will continue. So when they get to form four, form five, they are, they are up there. So Rome was not built in a day. But here we are, we push people to go. Oh, I've got a team for you. Then the boy's head is swollen. He doesn't need to play in Ghana again because I'm trying to take him abroad. You heard former Hearts mm-hmm. of Hogan Liberty Professionals head coach Jay Sapp on speaking there. That's all for sports. Back to you, MFA. Thank you very much, Danny. Now, government has indicated health personnel will soon be trained in the Agenda 111 facilities being completed. Briefing the media on progress of work on its flagship program, Presidential Advisor on Health, Dr. Nsiasari stated, work is vigorously ongoing on each of the sites. There are about 101 district hospitals, seven regional hospitals. We employ even a typical district hospital like this. The total number of people that you employ here is more than 100. So if you multiply 100 by this, so they will be reassured. We are even giving them clothing. This year we have given a financial clearance for to go to the employees. And they are, they are going to the employees. So every one of them will get employed. So there will be a time that medical students will also be trained in this place. Nurses will also get a place to be trained. Well, he argues that the claim by the minority that some of the projects have been abandoned is not true. He also mentioned that contractors who are overly delaying work have had their work terminated. Yeah, because they were not performing. So you don't shy away if you are not performing, you will terminate your contract. So it's a sign to all the other contractors that if you don't perform, we will terminate. So far, about three or four of them have been terminated, and we will do that at any time that you feel fit. We want this project to finish. Well, that's a presidential advisor on health, Dr. Anthony Insiasari. Now, let's focus on our Flats of Trauma series and uh, scores of Ghanaians in waterlogged areas continue to live in fear. On today's edition of Joining Flats of Trauma, my colleague Paco Sishandov takes us to a Doko Waterworks, where residents say they dread the rains due to its devastating effects on them. They therefore want government to speedily address the drainage systems in the area to put their fears to rest. <laughs> These are not haunted houses, neither are they buildings in rural communities. For the records, they are homes at Odoko, an area in the Blakeman North constituency in the capital, Accra. But over the years, due to the persistent floods, these structures have lost their glow, with their heights ebbing into the ground. 
Ahaka observed over the years that lack of rapid development in the area and virtually no drainage system forces running water into their homes. She's unable to sleep when it rains and recalls that she packs all her belongings on a table and stands waiting for the rains to end. We always have to scoop out water when it rains. The house was even destroyed, but it's now taking shape. So we plead with the MP to come to our aid. We vote for them, but we see no change. Naja Saki and Juliana Ankra recount that they always dread torrential rain. They believe good drinks will help solve the problem. It's a terrible situation when it rains here. Our rooms flood with our gutters getting severely choked. So we plead with the authorities to rush to our aid. The NPP is complacent here because they believe even if they make a dog contest the seat, it will win. So they are not motivated to initiate any development for us. A tour of the area revealed a lack of sufficient drainage facilities in the entire neighborhood. But the member of parliament for the area, Sheila Batels, shared a completely different take on the matter. While sympathizing with the plights of her constituents, she however blamed the situation on the indiscriminate disposal of waste in the drains in the neighborhood. All we will do is to encourage the residents of Ablikuma North, please don't put rubbish in the drains because we can't keep desilting, you know, almost every other month. We can only desilt once in a while. And we have done all of the ones that needs to be done to prevent flooding. So we just need you to help us. But so far, I would say that, um, you know, together with the Assembly, a lot of work has been done, which will ensure that this year we don't experience flooding in Ablikuma North. That's our flats of trauma. Now let's focus on the National Science and Mass Quiz. And it is least expected that Okonfor Anochi will break his allegiance to that Santa Kingdom in pursuit of his ambitions. But in a surprising turn of events, a school named after the revered fetish priest Okonfor Anochi Senior High School have ditched loyalty to the kingdom to boot out a sentiment SHS. Emmanuel Brightquaku has more. As 